What's going on, Mike? How you doing? I'm doing just great. Another day in paradise. Are you a baseball fan? Of course. Did you see that Juan Soto just got traded? No. I didn't he got traded that. for about uh, about 50 billion players to the Padres. <laughs> so in the last two days, the Padres have picked up Juan Soto and Josh Hader. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you're going to make a run, make a run. Uh, see what happens. So, um, And if you're, you know, stuck in the mud, you may as well get rid of your your star players. So, um, that's, you know, it always makes things interesting this time of year. Uh, you know, the White Sox tried that last year with your Kimbrel, getting Kimbrel from the Brewers. That didn't pan out. So, uh, uh, you know, you just never know whether these things are going to pan out or not. Yeah, their payroll is going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, they're gonna have to pay Josh Hader, Juan Soto, Tatis, Machado. Well, a lot of these guys they get for a year, they get to just for the stretch yeah. drive and see what happens, and then and then reassess from there. So yeah, um, see if it turns into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, is this a baseball podcast? Do you want to make it a baseball podcast? We just talked baseball today. Yeah, sure. Like like stuff like nineteen seventies baseball. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That was the, the, swing goal. Yeah, that was, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, and you absolutely. Know, Got some good stuff in the 70s. Yeah, and plus, it's the, only, the only stuff I remember. No, he was not around in the 70s. He was making coffee in the 70s. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> Believe, contrary to popular belief, I was not born before the 70s. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I like to tell people me either, but they don't buy it. So. <laughs> but you know what you should be buying? I know the this is what I you should get, be buying. I can get it cheap. <laughs> this is what you should be buying folks right here it's, billiards that's, digest that's i don't know that's for people who you know like to read real content it's not uh you know it's it's not 150 characters but uh no it's good stuff Let, let's go to a random good page issue. good um, issue it is a good issue we're gonna go to this one Progress refreshener. Ooh, see now you can actually refresher. What did I say? Progress, but that's right. Did I mention that I don't <laughs> actually know how to read? Yeah, I don't think you're. I'm surprised you're one of our subscribers. Um, no, the instructionals are really well, good. I mean, Darren Appleton. I like, I like is the pretty. Great. I like the pretty pictures. There you go. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. You know, different guy, different instructors who focus on different things. I mean, Larry Schwartz is great for eight ball and Darren is great for practice routines and drills. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to improve your game, it's a great vehicle to do that. If you want to keep up on, you know, take a deeper dive into the players that you follow. That's what we do better than anybody, I think. Um, so, uh, yeah, a lot there. www.billiardsdigest.com. There you go. <laughs> We're going to put it out there. Ready? www.billiards. How do you spell that? Billiards with an S. Digest.com. Did it. There you go. There go you go. There. Billiards. Dang it. No, billiards. Billiards. See, I know. I said with an S because you'd be surprised how many people don't do that. There. Billiardsdigest.com. So delete the other one so nobody hits the other one. I don't even know how to delete it at this point. But anyways, yeah, yeah, hit that thing like an ATM. It's worth having. 
Yeah, go give this guy all of your money. He wants it. That's right. It's retirement all right. time. Well, I don't know. We want to jump into pool. Let's talk in let's talk sure. some pool. We've talked sure. about baseball. We've talked about Billiards Digest, the best magazine out there. Make sure to get it. And now let's talk about some pool. Uh, I guess chronologically, Kelly finally lost. That was kind of interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it, was, it was bound to happen. Um, and, you know, we've talked before about Kelly's run and, and how a lot of it was, you know, U.S.-based events and, and not to slam the U.S. win, but we're just not as deep as – is Asia or Europe. And so there was less, you know, there were fewer matches per tournament where Kelly really had to be on her game. Uh, and uh, uh, there was more of that at the World Games where Kelly had to place a couple of Asian players, you know, who, who are really good, strong players. And, and you know, she just still won that, did well. But here uh, she caught up with Jasmine who, you know, played excellent pool uh, clearly. Um, and it's good to see Jasmine kind of back playing at that level again, because realistically, after she took those how many months off to dance with the stars, uh, she came back and she looked like a player who hadn't played in a while. Uh, she yep. came back and had a 17th, had a couple of, you know, a couple of fifth place, things like that. But she was not uh, the player that she was, you know, in the past couple of years. So uh, clearly she's, she's returned her focus, her training regimen into hardcore pool. And, uh, you know, you beat Kelly twice in a tournament, you know, you deserve the trophy hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you got a chance from there, huh? I mean, it, yeah. it was just a matter of time before she got back into form. It's not like she's, you know, later on in her career or anything like that. She's should be right around the prime of her career right now. And, you know, if you take three years off where you're, you're not, getting into the box and playing a lot. And she played a couple of the ghost stuff, but uh, you know, I know that I tried to get her to play a couple of uh, my ghost events and it just never worked out timing wise. Even if right. she wanted to play, she just couldn't get it to work into her, uh, her schedule. You know, if you take a couple of years off, you're going to need to get back into the the swing of things. And Kelly never took any time off. So yeah. she has that advantage. Uh, I always like to see Kelly win because I love, I love Kelly, but. Yeah, it's, uh, she's it's still nice. the best, you know, she's, for my money, still the best player in the world. Uh, but, um, you know, you're not going to win every week. And uh, yeah. uh, she still shot well, uh, you know, and she did not like Jasmine ran her out of the arena. They were close matches, both matches. I think it was eight to six and 10 to eight. Um, and uh, so she had, you know, she, she was she was within striking distance. But hats off to Jasmine. Great tournament. Like you say you beat Kelly twice. You know, it's got to be tough playing Kelly in the final after you've already beaten her in the, the regular thing. Cause your, your odds of beating her twice in a tournament are pretty slim. So, uh, uh so that was good for her and, and a great finish for, uh, Margaret, couple yeah. of the Steyer, uh, who's, um, you know, it was good to see her back in action and making an immediate impact. Um, so, uh, you know, you look at, you know, you know, again, not trying to bust on the American players, but, you know, you look at this tournament, all of a sudden Jasmine's there and Margaret's there and Kelly gets beat. The top three players are European. Uh, so, um, you know, not a huge shock to me there. But I would say that there's plenty of hope. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great women that are coming up. Uh, and fourth place. Yeah. She, Kelly yeah. She, she, I watched some of her matches. She was, she was plenty strong. She made a couple of, you know, Batters, uh, 
against Kelly, uh, but um, you know she certainly looked like she could, you know, with a little more seasoning, with a little more experience yeah. in these events, uh, she's going to be a handful for anybody. Yeah, as well as you know, there's uh, Sophia. Uh, she's playing great. Uh, Kennedy uh, Myman, I think that's she's playing absolute top. Uh, Bethany Tate, who we sponsor, actually, like they're they're all young, but they're playing. And you know, if they're on a trajectory to push a lot of these women in five to ten years, maybe yeah. you know, potentially even sooner. Uh, you know, we're just. We just had basically a gap of 10 years where all of the women who played at a super high level just kind of faded out and didn't, you know, there's no future for them. You know, when you're looking at like Taylor Hansen or um, even to a lesser degree, April, uh, although she's back playing again quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of players in that range of the last 10 years that they got up to those elite levels and just never had anything to push themselves to keep playing. Right, right. Uh, but there's a lot of opportunity out there for them now. If they want to, you know, uh, keep swinging away, there's a lot of opportunities tournament-wise. Uh, so uh, we'll see. Tough to get how... back into it once you've once you've been out of it. Well, it's just a matter of you know how bad you want it. So yep. you know we'll see if there's any American players who really are ready to you know get down in the the muck and just you know keep grinding away until they reach the top. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, that event was two weeks ago. We didn't do a podcast last week. The timing just didn't work out for anybody. And to be honest, I'm like, since I went to that event in Illinois, I'm like so far behind in everything I need to get done that I'm like underwater. Even today, I'm like so behind on everything. (laughs) uh, What kind of projects are you working on? Oh, well. I'm, I've been I've been trying to do a revamp of the podcast now for like six months. We've talked about this a bunch of times, and I'm just every time I start getting to the point where I'm ready to start working hard on it again, we get another travel. You know, I'm going to Illinois, or I'm going to you know I'm going to Norfolk this year, and the U.S. Open, and the Moscone Cup, and the Puerto Rico Open, and the Michigan Open, and the Ohio Open, and all I'm going to all of these events. And, you know, every time I go to one of these things, I do absolutely nothing besides drink uncontrollably for an entire week. And then by the end of it, I got nothing done. And I'm, I'm a week and a half behind. And my liver hates me. My schedule hates me. Well, it'll, it'll, it'll come. You know, you'll get it all sorted out. Um, oh, I saw yeah, someone talk about tournament. I'm going to I that. Saw someone tournament mentioned before. April in there about signing a WPBA contract next year. Uh, I would assume that she'll do that. Uh, you know, we hope so. Yeah. I am a little bit surprised we haven't seen Christina um, in these events. Uh, not 100% sure what's up with that. Does it, though? I mean, does it really surprise you, though? I mean, she's got um, – I mean, I'm assuming she's just going to end up tagging along with Fedor wherever they go because you're doubling your expenses and – I mean, I don't know exactly how they're working out their finances. I, I don't, but I think their finances of, have been pretty good this year. <laughs> well, I think they got some travel money. And the thing is, you know, she didn't she didn't sign up to be his caddy. I mean, she's a, a world class pool player who had sure, aspirations absolutely. of winning world championships and whatever. So um, I was a little surprised, you know, that she didn't that she didn't go to Soaring Eagle. Um, but 
But my point there is she's a world-class player that doesn't have to just play women events because she can compete in the men's too. So sure, she could go to the Soaring Eagle and you know probably you're chasing $10,000. But it's not like the tournaments that she's going to, like the Brendan Crockett that she played. It's not, it's not like she's dead money there. <laughs> like she's... She yeah. can compete in those tournaments too. If, yeah, and, and we'll have to talk to her and find out whether that's what her plan is yeah. going forward because it's interesting to me. Um, you know, there was all this, you know, uh, drama about, you know, getting these players able to play again, uh, Christina and Margaret and yeah. Feder. Um, and uh, now the door is open and, and we haven't seen her yet. I'm just surprised by that. Yeah. I mean, well, this is the first opportunity and maybe, um, maybe she had plans. Uh, you know, it's possible that with, the way that Fedor and Christina do their scheduling is they, you know, they put things out. I mean, they have a website now. They know exactly where they're going and they're trying to set things up for the dead time around these tournaments. It's very possible that uh, they put this out there going to the Brendan Crockett and they had 10 lessons set up that were going to pay them. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not speculating any of it. I just uh, would like to see her uh, in these fields and, and see how her game is against the women right now. And yeah, it's just very possible that she made commitments in um, San Francisco that she couldn't get out of or shouldn't have gotten out of to go to yeah. the scoring you. That's that's possible. I mean, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see in the future, I guess. Uh, I don't think she's going to the European Open. Is that either? Of no, them? she definitely won't go to that. Uh, you know, that, those are visa issues. So those are yeah. Yeah, of we course. don't want you know they're yeah, applying. They don't want to leave the country. Yeah, they're, <laughs> bad they're, idea. They're trying to switch to green cards at this point. And uh, if you, you know, basically what that does is give, you give up your visa. Yeah. So yeah. for her to basically travel now out of the country, she, there's no guarantee she'd get back in. Yeah. Uh, and then in she fact, there's a pretty good chance she won't. Right? Yeah. And, and then she'd have to start all over again with the whole green card application. So uh, that's going to prevent, but she is, a, she is, she could play in uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, you know, that's, there's no, yep. That's in the U.S. Yeah, stop go through customs. So, um, uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's up. Yeah, Federer won't be at the European Open either, obviously. So, uh, um, interesting to see what you know going forward. What happens to these guys? You know, Federer. Yep. You know, we talk keeps talking about him for Moscone Cup possibility still, um, in which he really only has one tournament to compete in. That's the U.S. Open. Um, so, um, we'll see what. We'll see what happens with that too. I I I think he's. I mean, I'm not guaranteeing that he gets it, but if I'm <laughs> I'm I'm putting myself in Alex Laley's shoes, and I'm looking at, and you you can say sure that like Fedor's not in the box against the best of the best because he's playing all these regional U.S. tournaments, and you know you, how can you trust somebody who hasn't played against the the best of the best of the best? But I mean, he's. He's dominating he's, these tournaments. He's the best of the best of the best. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. And that, you know, wouldn't surprise me that much. It would surprise me a little only from the standpoint of, and I don't know whether we talked about this on your podcast or if I, you One know, of your other 70,000. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm a podcast <laughs> slut. Um, is that, you know, if you're Alex Laley, you're basically telling all the players who've busted their ass all year that, you didn't have to do that if you were a top player. You could just kind of like show up at the end and we'll slot you in. Um, and that's a tough message to send to people who are killing themselves like Victor or someone like that, killing themselves to get on these teams. 
Um, so from that standpoint, to me, he's got a little tougher decision than it seems. I mean, on paper, you'd say, oh, yeah, these are the top five fighters in there, 100%. No one would argue that. Uh, but it's the process to me that as a coach, captain, looking to the future, uh, you got to be careful with, with what message you send. I, I see what you're saying. Um, and I understand that that's a sentiment that could ac- absolutely happen. But at the same time, it's like, okay, if, if uh, Victor says, you know, you just brought up his name. So if Victor says, you know, this, this isn't fair. I've been in the box the entire time. I mean, I would say to that, like, are you saying that you're better or a better option than somebody like yeah, that? No, he wouldn't say that. And, and I don't think anybody would say that. It's yeah. just, but yeah, I've been in there. And I haven't played bar box tournaments against sure. two good players a tournament all year. I've been against Jason and Albin and Shane and all these guys every tournament. So yeah, I'm not going to win at that clip, even if I am better. So um, so yeah, again, it's 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 you know different philosophical approaches to how you look at um, you know your decision making. Yeah, I mean. Um, looking at the money leaderboard, Fedor is at $173,000 so far this year. Yeah. Next. And it's, you know, you look at him and you're like, okay, so now you're going to, you've had it, you know, really nice and cushy. Now let's go back to more expenses for a tournament, playing a tougher field and having a tougher time getting out with that kind of money and, and not having the same margin that you're on when yeah. you drive to Des Moines and tear somebody apart for three days. So, um, but, you know, again, this kind of goes back to what I'm talking about, Christina. Fetter signed up to be the best player in the world. That's what he practices for. He's willing to give up that 170000 easy dollars to beat his head against the wall against the greatest players in the world and have a great year and make 100. So, um, yep. you know, that's what you do if you are if you want to be With the best. More yeah, that's what I mean. So, uh, so uh, I, I hats off to him for not – even batting an eyelash at making that decision. Can't argue that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan Harmson said he's going to be at uh, the Hex tournament. I would assume that uh, Christina and Fedor are going to be there if Christina's going to be there. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be at that tournament as well, playing. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, I'm and Christina are essentially Midwesterners now. You know, when you see yeah. them, they're in Iowa, they're in Wisconsin, they're in Minnesota. Illinois. It's like they're going to start eating cheese curds before you know it. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've had a beer with Fedor, so he does drink at least a little beer. Yeah. Okay. Cheese curds and beer, Midwest special, right? That's right. Okay. Well, uh, so I guess let's move on from uh, Yasmin winning over Kelly. That's awesome. Good for her. Um, I guess we're, we've been talking about Fedor for a while, but uh, he he wins the the Brendan Crockett as well. Um, Ten thousand added yeah. at uh, Oscar Dominguez's room and hard time billiards and it's it's not in sac it's not in San Francisco, but it's it's no, Sacramento area. Or, uh, oh, Sacramento, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. San, uh, Sacramento. Um, have you been there? I was at Hard Times before he owned it, um, okay. and it you know joined a queue before. Sean Damani owned it. You know, there's two really great pool rooms right there. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, Oscar, you know, hats off to Oscar for the event itself. Um, you know, and it shows his, you know, obviously there's a lot of love for Brendan Crockett up there. And, um, 
and they put a lot of time and effort into this tournament. And, you know, because of, because Oscar is Oscar, because he's such a stand-up guy and hard worker and has such respect. And you get 180 plus players show up for that for a three-day event. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. And these are not you know slouches. This is everybody in you know Northern California and beyond who you know can, can shoot can can run a rack. So um, you know, didn't surprise me at all that they just sold that place out because that's the type of reputation he has and the type of events he puts on. So, um, uh, good, good for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish that, um, I wish the game had more people like Oscar in it. We would be in a lot better spot in the U S there are a lot of great tournament room, play, you know, tournament yeah, owners, sure. room owners. There's a lot of great, you know, players, <clears throat> but there's very few that are as good player as he is and as good as a, a, a pool room owner as he is. Yeah. Does it talk? Well, it's it's hard to wear both hats and be successful yeah. at both and not completely drive yourself into the ground. Uh, but, you know, all you have to do is look at Asker's dad to know that he comes from a family who, who is not afraid of work. Yep. Uh, so uh, hardest working guys there is, uh, is, is dad and him. So, um, you know, so you, you, know, you just wish him all the success in the world. So, uh, and how charming is it to see the brackets? I love that he still does it on paper brackets. <laughs> how charming is that? Like the, the bracket is like the side. You couldn't fit. You could not fit the bracket on yeah, a nine like pool table. It's so big. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's so like a massive. Garage door. You, yeah. yeah, you literally damn near need a garage door to be able to fit the bracket. But it's like there's something yeah. really, really charming to uh, to a, a paper bracket. It's like really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's old. You see, like the float. It's it, like you can look at somebody and you can watch the flow chart of, um, you know, of a tournament online, but you just yeah. don't get you don't get to see the grind and the struggle that you actually have to go through <laughs> to win one of these tournaments. When you see the 128 board. players. Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. like it's just like yeah. the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, uh, as Tom said, the uh, Oscar ended up, um, you know, third in the tournament. Right. Uh, yeah. Fedor Fedor gets beat by John Mora on the on the A side and then comes back doing double dips in the finals. So, yeah, John Mora, Oscar Dominguez, another billiard digest cover jinx for John Mora. (laughs) 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 No, no, I'm glad to see. I mean, he's glad to see him playing well and and uh, um, he's always you know he's always right there. He's not too far from the top. Yep. Uh, Oscar Dominguez gets uh, third. Great for uh, Nick DeLeon. Too bad yeah, for Nick him. Nick DeLeon, top four. Too bad for him that this isn't uh, Moscone Cup. Points. Points, because uh, that yeah. would have been a pretty good one. He wins his first three, loses, and then wins five straight. Yeah. And beats some pretty good players. Max Eberle. Eberle sighting in the top five, too, right? Yeah. Max Eberle and uh, Margaret Puffalova uh, are at um, – Fifth, six. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen Max's name probably for a year, year and a half, maybe. How many times is Margaret going to finish ahead of Tyler before he stops letting her into tournaments? Just throwing that out there. Just, <laughs> just, well, just knowing, throwing that out there. 
knowing Tyler the way I know Tyler, he is like the most competitive. He is an ultra competitor. He is yes, absolutely he is. a fierce competitor. But also knowing Tyler, he's also a very caring person. And he 100% does support yeah. over. I'm just teasing yeah. when I say that, but but uh, you gotta you gotta look at it and be like, oh sh-, <laughs> you know. But Mark, I mean it's not like Margaret's like a five hundred Fargo. I mean, she's she's what, like a probably like a seven ten Fargo. I mean, she's not that far just going off of Fargo ratings behind Tyler. Yeah. I mean, she yeah, actually she's, really she's, is <laughs> she's a great player, obviously. And uh um, you know, happy to see her playing in these open events as well as the women events. So um you know, it's another situation where because uh, her husband's a pro player, you know, she'll have a lot of these opportunities uh, sure. to play in those open events, just tag along with them and play. And she's got as good a chance as anybody of, of hitting the top 10. Absolutely. I just wanted to, I was kind of checking who um, Nick DeLeon lost to. It looks, he looks like he lost to uh, Skip Dukakis, who's, um, I'm actually kind of surprised. I thought he was, I thought his Fargo was a lot harder than that because I've seen him a lot in a lot of the tournaments, and he always does really well in these uh, hard times billiards tournaments. I half expected him to be quite a bit higher than that as far as Fargo rate, but a great, great player from the area. And then goes on a you know pretty good run on the B side, um, beat some really good players. Yeah, I got a you know of course a bit of a soft spot for Nick since he's you know one of my sponsored players. Yeah, yeah. Laura, asked, why why is Tyler slumping so bad? I mean. I don't know, but he has been on a bit of a, a downturn, I would say, for at least from his tournament finishes for a while now. It's yeah. hard to say. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe falling in love, getting married, uh, changes things a little for him. I don't know. What do you think? Didn't, you, you, didn't hurt Margaret's game. Nope. <laughs> no, yeah, who knows? I, I have not, I gotta be honest, I haven't watched enough of Tyler's matches um in the past year to really see, you know, what's going on with his game. Not that I could analyze it all that well anyways, but um, well, as, it'd be as, interesting. As bad as as bad as it sounds, I think I think the, the reason we haven't seen his game all that much is we haven't seen him make deep runs. We haven't right. seen him that's, deep that's enough in the tournament. So it'd be interesting to interesting to talk to a Jeremy or you know uh, yeah. Alex or someone like that who watches these players a little bit more and, and get their uh, thoughts on you know what's up with his game. Um, In the last year, actually, I only remember him being on a stream twice that I remember um, the Austrian Open and then the famous Christina Zlateva match in the, the UK Open. Okay, was it the UK? No, the World Championships. The World Championships. Where you remember that? Where Christina Zlateva threw the balls on the table and it ran into the cue ball? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree with, with that. Yeah, I mean, that's those are the only times I actually remember him being. I mean, I'm sure he's played on stream plenty more times since then. I and maybe I've seen him, maybe I haven't, but um, he's not making deep enough runs into these tournaments, to, I guess, to really get on the stream table. Yeah, um, his only top 10 this whole year is uh, Turning Stone, finished seventh. Um, so other than that, I'm looking at his list here on AZ and it's 83rd, 25th, 37th, 17th, 65th, and 25th in the world championship, UK open, Las Vegas open, Derby city, things like that. So not, uh, not where you'd want to be. Um, but, uh, but you know, still a young player, hardworking player, you know, practices a ton. 
Um, he just got to get his get got to get his Johan back. That's what he's got to do. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking on here who he lost to. He lost to I don't know who this is, but he lost to <clears throat> Carl Wilson in the tournament. He lost to um, on the A side. He lost to um, Jeremy Sosi seven one. That's you know that's that's not a bad loss necessarily. I mean, a seven one is a bad seven one. Yeah, it's a beat, bad that's loss. A beat that down. Jeremy Sosi. There's no there's no uh, disgrace in losing to Jeremy Sosi. But oh, Jeremy Sosi is a great player. You get player. run out of room seven to one. It's not. Yeah, no, that's that's not good. But then, and then he lost on the B side to a Carl Wilson, who, according to this, he's a six thirty nine Fargo. I don't know anything about him. I don't, I don't. But then he goes on to beat Ernesto Dominguez right after that. So I mean, he must be able to play a little bit if he beat in back to back matches Tyler Steyer and Ernesto Dominguez. Those are two pretty good scalps. Yeah. Oh, Carl Wilson is the manager at hard time. So. Oh, so he knows the equipment. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I'm sure that's. You know, there's listen. There's a lot. It's like most places when you go into the Northeast or when you go into the, the West Coast, uh, Northern California, especially. There's a lot of um, really good players who are just who just stay in the region. Um, yeah, you know those those sure. West Coast tournaments fill up with some pretty some pretty good players. You know the yeah. David Hemmas and all those kind of guys who are still still solid players. So. I would like to make it out there at some point in time. I've never been to his room. And I'm sure, you know, um, everything I've ever heard about Oscar in his room is that he takes, he treats whoever he brings out there like an absolute king. So, yeah. My goal is to someday be important enough to where if I go out there, Oscar will, Oscar will take <laughs> care of me. Well, I'm the tree, at least like a knight, maybe not a king. Yeah, sure. yeah. As long as it's not like a jester, I don't want to be treated like a jester. <laughs> While I am a clown. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I guess, uh, any other surprises in here that, uh, are worth talking about? Um, I, to be honest, it's nice seeing Max Eberle again. I do like seeing that. Um, yeah. Looking through here, I guess, uh, yeah. Carl Wilson ended up finished ninth through 12. So, uh, yeah. solid performance for him. Right. Uh, Man, I'm just looking at this. There's some. There really I do like are the, a lot of great players. I do like on the. Uh, uh, I don't know where this was posted. It had all the players in there. It had an American flag next to Fetter's name. Get it really? <laughs> I guess that's a neutral flag. It's some... <laughs> oh shoot! It does. It literally. Well, to be honest with you, maybe. To be honest with you, maybe that's a conscious decision that Fedor's trying to do. I mean, at the end of the day, like. Well, you can't just throw up any flag that you want. I mean, you know, you can't. Yeah, I would yeah, like to throw up, you know, a Colombian flag. It's just, you know, but uh, that's not that's not a neutral flag. Isn't the U.S. flag? A neutral flag is a WPA flag or a European Union flag or whatever it is. But, well, here, here's um, an but ironic. At this point, I mean, it just it doesn't matter. It, it, well, I, I'm pretty sure the uh, go down to 129 through 192. Uh, Faith Moffin. Uh, that's a Russian flag. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at digital pool right now. There's a, I believe that's a Russian flag. The Russian flag is white, blue, red, right? Or is that the French flag? Well, no. No, it it's depends on what. Is it vertical or horizontal? The horizontal. The yeah. white, blue, red. That's the Russian flag, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Russian flag right there. That's interesting. Well, I guess it's pick your flag day. I want to be, <laughs> what do I want to be today? Hmm. I guess I could be German. I got a German flag right there. 
There you go. Got but I also have an Iceland, uh, an Icelandic <laughs> flag right over there, and I got a Polish jersey. I don't know what I am. I'm American. <laughs> I'm American. Yeah. Okay. Um. I don't know. Uh. Looked like a pretty good event. Uh, Oscar does great stuff. Uh, moving on, we can talk about uh, they matched up the next day. Oscar Dominguez versus John Mora. If uh, I didn't watch much of this, I watched kind of like some highlights, basically, just so I'd have something to talk about. It looked like it was kind of a back and forth where um, Oscar would pull ahead a little. John would bring it back. John would pull ahead. Oscar would bring it back. And then I think at one point in time, it was like 16-16 or 17-17. It was knotted up pretty late, race to 25. and. Mora ends up getting there, um, 25 to 21, but he won, it was 20, 22 to 21. And I think he, uh, he, well, obviously he wins all the games from there, but, um, we basically runs up the set for the most part. So. Yeah. It sounded like Oscar didn't get a lot of love from the balls yep. and some key racks, uh, but that, you know, that happens. And, um, that's a, it's a pretty good matchup Oscar and John. Um, uh, so I'm not surprised it was close to the end there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. BJ Ushery, uh, Ushery is, uh, how to pronounce his name is what I found out. I hung out with him a little bit when we were in uh, New Jersey. He's, yeah. He's a nice enough guy. Uh, he plays great, but for the most part, he's not willing to travel. So if you're not willing to travel, um, and I shouldn't say he's not willing to travel, he's not willing to travel to the correct <laughs> events. So, I mean, Matchroom, if Matchroom is doing one thing right now, they are actually making it pretty transparent, at least for the, the three picks. So, you know what you have to do to get onto the team. You got to go to these events and you got to win. Yeah. Not, and to be honest, you don't even have to win that much. I mean, if you look at the, the, the matchroom ratings right now with the U S what is like $6,000 gets you in something like that. Pretty close to it. I haven't looked at yeah, uh, So anybody has a good run at the U S open. You got, you know, you got you're guaranteed in yeah. a good yeah. draw at the U S open. You're basically, you're basically <clears throat> guaranteed into, <clears throat> It on the U.S. side. Uh, I mean, there's there's other things that can happen, of course, but um, if you can get into 17th through 24th, maybe that might even be enough. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a good event. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, you gonna be at the U.S. Open? Uh, yes, for part of it. Sure. Well, yes, that'll be fun. We're gonna get to party, right? We're gonna get hammed up. Sure. Do you have a? Do you have an herbs and oh, I can't say that. I don't want to give away your uh, your your fun place to hang out. Like, <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any places, have any places like in Atlantic City? No, I have no places in Atlantic City. Oh so. well, I don't know that little place that the little place that you and I went to with uh, Raleigh was fine enough. What was that the trop? Was it the Hard Rock or the Tropicana or something? I don't. I never went out to Raleigh. Oh, I thought we went to go get. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought she we went on with you and Rot. Well, no, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, yeah, some good events coming up. Obviously, European Open, U.S. Open, um, Moscone Cup. Um, you know, uh, International Open. So uh, those will be those will be good events. Um, I'm really looking forward to the International Open. I'm right. I'm really excited for that uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm glad you're going to be out there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we, we, Pat always does. Pat Fleming always does a great job at the International Open. Uh, definitely going to that. Definitely going to the Moscone Cup. Um, and we'll be there for part of the U.S. Open. So um, some big tournaments as you go toward the uh, latter part of the year. Um, 
the U.S. Open is going to be great with all its Moscone Cup implications. So we have to get on the uh, the Moscone Cup watch before that, you know, after the European Open's over and before that event, uh, we'll know exactly, you know, who has to do what to get where. Absolutely. Uh, for yeah. the European side, it's, it's going to be, the U.S. Open is going to be nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, days, was there six days in the U.S. Open? Five days in the U.S. Open. Days four and five are going to be absolutely insane. Yeah. You know, see who can hold on to, see which players can hold on to their spot, which ones are, you know, moving in and which ones are, you know, way behind, but they're making a deep run. And if they snap it off, they're in. Right. So it's, yeah, you're able to watch from round to round exactly how much money yeah. you need to make. That's the cool thing about the using the money thing instead of points. It's, it's, uh, uh it's, it's going to be right in front of you. Yeah. 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 And to be honest, I mean, that's actually like a genius thing that uh, Matchroom did. Because if you want your you want your event to be important, get a lot of money in it. Because if right. not, I mean, if you're a Euro Tour, your Euro Tour means nothing. You know, right. it's actually pro it's probably possible, actually, that uh, one of these players could win every single Euro Tour and still not even be in the top 10 uh, of, yeah. of the European side. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what Matchroom does going forward next year with its... Uh, restrictions or its its demands on events to be part of the program um you know whether you know they they're still tinkering around with all the format and everything but uh it's still going to be interesting to see what they come up with as far as demands on an event from money standpoint goes yeah big time yeah so um i don't know what what do you think about the the european open it draws out um is it is it just me or did like Matchroom really? It just seems like the Matchroom did not when they unveiled the UK Open and they like they announced it and they did all the stuff, the hype leading up to it. Like they made it seem like it was a really really big event. Like it was going to be crazy awesome. And the European Open, they're just like, eh, we're going to throw it. We're going to add this event to it. Eh, we're going to put the nine on the spot. Eh, <laughs> see you there. Here's, it just seems like it seems like the European Open. I think they put a lot of thought, obviously, into they're trying to get the rules right. They're trying to get their what yeah. now? Their format. They're trying to get the format dialed in. I think they spent a lot of time gearing up for that. Um, and as far as the pre-event marketing and big rollout and drum roll for the draw and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, I don't I, know. I, I suspect that they've got their hands full with other events going on this this time of the year as it is. Uh, so they're probably spread a little bit thin hours wise. Uh, but uh, but no, I think the European Open is going to be great. Uh, you know, another stacked field. Um, so yeah, going to be fun to watch that one. Yeah, I'd say you know twenty of the twenty four best players in the world are going to be there, and you know. Just a few, right? That uh, that can't get in, can't get out. Um, oh, I forgot to ask you uh, before we move on. I guess from the international open because you know we already did. So let's go back. You, <laughs> is Dennis going to be able to be in person for that? Do you know yet? Dennis O'Connell for the Hall of Fame banquet. Uh, don't know that yet. Right now, um, looking a little bit slim. I mean, there was hope. He he had a interview with. Uh, U.S. Immigrations in the Philippines to try to get his five-year ban waived uh, as as part of his getting this new visa, and um, uh, it didn't go well. Uh, and and it's one of those things where it depends on 
who you get on what kind of day you get, what kind of mood they're in or whatever. But uh, from what I heard, he basically went into the room and they basically chased him out in the first five minutes and really didn't get into much of a discussion with him. So um, they're working hard on trying to get another interview with him. He's got another one scheduled for beginning of September. Um, and that will determine, you know, for a long, you know, uh, they'll go a long way determining what his future looks like as far as getting over here anytime soon. Um, if the, if it fails in, in September, uh, he might be looking at that full five years before they're going to let him back in. In which case, we would set up a, a, a live stream acceptance speech uh, for the Hall of Fame banquet because if he's, you know, we don't know if he's going to be back for four or five more years, we're not going to hold it for when he returns. So, yeah, that sure is a bummer because, uh, you know, if, if he's not getting back in, that means probably Boosie's not getting back in and, and Didi's not getting back in. I mean, we it's possible we actually might, we may never end up actually seeing uh, Boosie. Yeah, it's, you know, who knows? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation. They all need help, you know, from lawyers and whatever. And you just got to get a good role with with your applications um, hope, to get back in. Get somebody country. on a good so, mood. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and this is you know, this is what a lot of players now are going through. This a lot of players are really taking a close look at what their you know visa status is going in and out of countries because they don't want this to happen to them. Um, so, you know, that, you know, um, Josh has been going through the whole process and, and Pia and, you know, so the players are smart to really, uh, try to learn and understand what this whole process is about so that you don't end up in that situation because yeah. it can seem really random and all Absolutely. of a sudden, you know, you get red flagged and you're, you're toast. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it, we'll, we'll hope for the best for Dennis for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, I can't imagine, well, I, I would bet significant amount of money that you've never had to do one from a live stream before, right? Uh, no, we have not. Uncharted not. Well, Jerry Bryce will be there in person, so, you know, that'll yep. be a great, that'll be a great event as it is. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, live stream would be, you know, well, I think it'd be kind of cool. I mean, I'd certainly rather have him there, and I'm sure he'd rather be there. But we'll do yep. we'll do what we can because he deserves this night, and we want him to uh, enjoy it and get the most from it that he can. Sure. Well, uh, like I said, I'll be out there. So if you need help with the live stream, um, ask someone else. <laughs> we'll work for beer. <laughs> right. No, that's uh, that's gonna be good. I'm gonna be happy with it. All right. So um, I don't know. Ed's talking about the the Sandcastle Open. I'm going to be out there for that one too, I guess. But that one's right before the U.S. Open, so that one's Yeah, good. it'll be a good event. You got the American 14-4-1 around that time as well. So it'll be, you know, several events back to back to back. Um, and uh, uh, I see Laura was, Laura Bird mentioning about the Shane Jr. event, Matchroom Jr. event that sold out in two minutes, apparently, for, for 32 players. So... Uh, I think that's a really smart move on on everybody's part. Smart move uh, to to for Matchroom to establish a junior event and a really smart room move to tag it to someone's name like Shane. Um, you know, yeah. so uh, I'd love to see him do something similar in Europe with a top European player. Um, you know, let's get, okay. yeah, some something like that. So you get uh, uh, the juniors, you know, 
more visibility and, and uh, bigger venues to play in and, and, and turn this more aspirational. I do. If, the, if there's one thing I can critique and, you know, whine about from the matchroom, because of course, everything that matchroom does, people just rip them apart for, but if there is one thing that I would have liked to have seen, I would have rather seen 16 men and 16 women. In the juniors. I, yeah, I, I do under I do understand that all of their stuff is open and they don't want to probably open Pandora's box. Yeah, to, nah, that's not going to happen. I get that. Yeah, I, I get. It. I know. <laughs> I, know I, I get it. But um, it would be nice to, especially. I mean, especially with the the kids more so than the adults is like, uh, generally speaking, the the men and the women never in any sport mix in the the youth levels. I mean, unless it's like t-ball at like six years old, but. 15 16 year olds like the men and the women are always separated and now they're not for this it, whatever i mean it doesn't really yeah. matter right at the end of the day but i would like to see i would i would prefer that there was they were separated but it, yeah. whatever i'm sure the i'm sure the ladies and the men that got into that they're just happy to play in it and you know they're free entry ten thousand dollars added yeah awesome I, yeah. did, did, did they have they didn't have a list of players that made it into I didn't, it? Right? I didn't see it. I'm, I'm more interested to find out who didn't make it in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know a few. Yeah. I, I know a few that, um, you know, there's a couple that didn't even, like Sam Henderson didn't even try to get in. Um, he's he's happy with the U.S. Open. He's not, he doesn't care about junior stuff. He wants to be, you know, the best player in the world, not the best junior in the world. So, yeah, I, he didn't even care he just went straight into the u.s open is happy but i'm telling good you what, man, he's playing so good like i i hate the kid i don't even i don't even like being around him but i'm telling you what that kid plays i'm just kidding <laughs> I, <laughs> I sponsor him so i must he, like him a little he bit. speaks so highly of you though yeah i'm sure yeah right uh i mean he beat me in last week at that uh at that bar table event and um uh in illinois he beat him uh on the hill too Mika, I, th I think he, I think Mika made a an error on a on a safety. They had a safety battle. Mika made an error. Um, Sam made a great shot and ran out, no problem at all. Just good for call him collected. Pretty good for yeah. fifteen years old. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing probably seven hundred speed. Pretty tough action. You can't beat me, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, like, I like to pick on him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Kennedy made it in. I know that uh, Bethany Tate made it in. <sighs> um, I didn't, I didn't spend a ton, a ton of time on Facebook searching around, but I know there's a couple, you know, Joey Tate's one of the, the better players, uh, better youth players. He didn't make it in. Uh, I know that. Um, Savannah did. That's pretty cool. Good for her. She's uh, another great uh, up and coming player. I think she's maybe 13 do you know i don't even think she's 13 yet I think she's not even that 12. old yeah 12 yeah that's I mean, awesome um yeah. i'm pretty excited how, do you know when they're doing that or how they're going to do are they just going to mix them in with the the u.s open or are they going uh, to I, i'm not 100 sure but what i kind of understood early on was that as the field it would be later in the tournament as the field got trimmed down there were tables available Sure. Uh, more tables available. That's when they would work the uh, uh, the juniors into it. So basically, they're just going to keep uh, instead of tearing down four tables a night, they're just going to keep them around and then tear down eight tables day three yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, matchroom. I they still catch a, a ton of flack, and I, I just 
I mean, we could talk about the rule change for the European Open, right? I mean, I, I had this conversation with somebody, um, and they're basically saying how stupid Matrim is and how they everything that they touch is wrong and blah, blah, blah. And if they just listen to them, and you know, that's always the that's always basically what people say is like, if they just listen to me, they would get it right. And they wouldn't have to worry about it. Well, the, this, this, this has got to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. They created a new event out of nowhere. There's no prestige. There's no history. There's no, there's nothing that's changing. They create a brand new event to test out a brand new set of rules that were there because the players voted and wanted it in. And they're only doing this basically with everything that's brand new and they're trying something out and everyone's like just crushing them because that's not <laughs> the way pool is supposed to be played. This is how it's supposed to be played. And bring well, me back yeah. my orange five ball. It's just. Well, the, the, the fact is that if this works out well and the players like it, this is going to be the format going forward. It's not going to be a European open thing. This is going to sure. be for all their open, open yeah. events. So that's what they're trying to get to. They're not changing it for the European Open. They're they're tinkering as they go along and trying to find the right formula, the right format. And once they do that, hopefully it doesn't change for years and years and years for all their open events. They're smaller invitation events. You could do whatever you want. Uh, but the big open events, uh, you know, let's let's get to one format and roll with it, please. Yeah. But this is like if you're going to unveil a new if you're going to unveil a new way to run a format or or a new way to try to test out a new format i should say this is the perfect way of doing it i mean they're creating a brand new event to try out a brand new set of rules it's not like they're changing the us open right that has a you know even if you really want to talk about that the the us open used to be nine on the spot too and it changed away so it's like but we let's just not let facts get in the way of a good complaint right, right. uh it seems to be the perfect way to unveil it. And they're, they're listening to the players. We, we complain about how they take advantage of players, blah, 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 but that they're listening to their players. They're actually, you know, giving them what they want to try it out to see if it works and they still get ripped apart. So who knows, you know, yeah, right. at the end of the day, you're, you're never going to make everybody happy. Right. But um, I don't know. Pretty, pretty excited for another matchroom event. Um, I don't even know if I canceled my disown or not, I guess. I gotta check and see if I still have a Dizone account or if I need to create a new one. I don't. <laughs> I might have forgotten last time to uh, get rid of it. I, I used to run it every month. Yeah, I mean, I probably should just start buying it. Well, see, and now this is it. So this is the weird part: is I actually go to a lot of these events. I'm at the Moscow Money Cup. I'm at the U.S. Open. Um, I'm at some of these matchroom events, and it's like, why would I pay for a membership that I'm at hundred dollars a year? Hundred dollars a year, pony up. I know. Come on, play. Well, you know, be a team some, player. Some of us don't have that uh, that billiards digest money. You know, we're uh, <laughs> just working, we're just working on our pennies over here. You know, it's all we can all we can do. So, uh, yeah, match uh, the European Open starts, I guess, in seven days. So that's by right. Next, by next Tuesday, we'll be talking about that. That'll be fun. The zone is just showing the last 16 though. Okay, so they're so I would assume then that uh they're gonna be YouTube. streaming the rest of it to Facebook yeah. and YouTube, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Cool. What do you think about that? Uh what the the streaming of the earlier matches? Yeah, it's yeah. fine, it's fine with me. I mean, I think it's a good play for them, get people engaged, get them involved, show them some free stuff. Um, I'd still like to you know, I mean, I understand it's an expense. Uh I'd like to see them get to the point where the second table has an announcer or two as well. 
Sure. Uh, there's nothing worse than watching a match where all you hear is background music and clack of balls. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that they're they're showing matches. You know, they'll still get bitched at for not showing enough, but yeah. But I, I think that this is. Um... I'm never a fan of pay-per-view. I mean, I'm just not. I just don't think that we can grow the game with pay-per-view. Um, you're not going to get somebody new to watch the game by forcing them to pay $14.99 to watch it. I mean, this, I feel like, is going to be a good balance going forward between getting people involved with the earlier rounds for free and then, you know, if you have to charge, charge for the last 16, the last 32, whatever it is they got to pay their bills. You know, at the end of the day, what I, I would rather see Matchroom hang around for five years than go bankrupt because they had. Well, no listen, I mean, you know, revenue. pool is not good. The NFL, it's not the NBA. It's never going to be. Um, so anybody who thinks that this stuff is all of a sudden going to, you know, all the matches and all the final matches, whatever are going to be on ESPN, which people, I guess, think that they don't actually pay for. Um, you know, it just, it's its not going to happen. So uh, we all have to toe a little bit of the line and and, and help out. And uh, I mean, seriously, I mean, you, you talk about growing the sport and trying to make professional players and, and getting it on TV more. And 98% of the people bitch about coming up with maybe a hundred bucks a year to watch, to watch pool. So if, if that's what the pool fans are about, then um, you know, I wouldn't be overly ambitious with my, uh, uh, you know, my, my gamble and how big the game's going to get. Look, I would, I would pay $50,000 a year for streams. If they just changed the, the purple back to orange, <laughs> if, they, if they just, you know, I, I would pay any amount of money they put out there. If that, if the five ball was orange, that's all, that's all I care about is just make that, make that, make that five ball orange and I'll pay any amount they want. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Laura's commenting about Cornhole being on ESPN. Cornhole pays to be on ESPN, just like Pool paid to be on ESPN all the years it was on ESPN. Uh, so um, it's it's paid programming. And, um, you know, it's events that happened three months ago. And it's 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 the worst of what Pool on ESU, ESPN used to be. So I don't think that that's, you know, I, I see these, these arguments all the time about cornhole and all the other things that are on ESPN, but um, I don't think that that's our big issue. No. Well, um, I guess that's really all I have to talk about. Is there anything else that uh, that pisses you off that you want to just, you know, go on a rant about? Oh, there's way too much to even get into. Uh... <laughs> Mike and I are both house hunting. If you, really, <laughs> yeah. if you really want to get us both on tilt, ask us how that's going, everyone. That'll be yeah, yeah. Who would have thought that finding a house in Wisconsin to be such trouble? Uh, but anyways, no, uh, not everything's good. You know, and we're still watching more events, talking about more pool, talking about more players. Um, so for me, you know, it's been a pretty good year for pool. So I'm looking forward to the, the close of the year is going to be just balls out. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Fedor's house hunting too. Well, how about trying to look for a house somewhere in the Midwest? Shouldn't he just here all the should, time? Fetter, shouldn't you just get like a, uh, you know, maybe like a driver's license first? <laughs> he's driving around the U.S. without a license. He's going to buy a oh, house. Is he really? With, he's going to buy a house with <laughs> cash. You know, and then, yeah, 
and he's going to live yeah. in he's going to live in Indiana. Yeah, pretty soon he's going to be walking around with little like shacks of wheat in his teeth. Nothing wrong with that. That is actually kind of funny. He just shows up. He just shows up to a house. <laughs> yeah, what drivers like <laughs> yeah. with the with an envelope of you know just a briefcase of money just opens up. Yeah, I won yeah. this last. I won this last week at the the hex.com open in uh, Minneapolis. Can I buy your house? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So That's perfect. Plus, I'm guessing that Christine is a better driver than Fetter anyway. So, what do I know? <laughs> I have a driver's license. It's fun, but I but hate driving. It's just nice to know that better <laughs> listen, you know, you know, tunes into your podcast, mate. That's that's a pretty, it's a good good feather in your cap. Well, I heard that if you uh, if you if you stand in a bathroom and stare into the wind or into the mirror at, um, and say Fedor Gorse three times, uh, and then hundred dollars sets at the end of it, he'll show up too. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I heard that was a thing. Hi, Fedor. New Jersey is the number one blank, blank, blank in property tax. Well, don't live there then. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I got nothing. What do you think? Good. No, it was good. Good, good chat. Ready to get out of here? Yep. Ready to blast. Everybody's tired Ready. of oh. listening to me anyway. So. If you really hate your life on Thursday, I'm going to be uh, kind of in your neck of the woods, almost. So if you yeah. want to, if you want to link... Uh, we're going to Johnson's Creek. So I guess oh, maybe Jackson, like, what, yeah. yeah, 20 minutes down the, 15 minutes yeah. down the road. Yeah. So if you hate your life you and want to. there, what are you playing pool or? No, I'm going there. Um, I'm actually meeting somebody halfway from Milwaukee to, uh, to grab dinner and it's oh, gonna okay. be an early, it'll be an early dinner. So, uh, we'll be done right around seven o'clock. If you want to, if you hate your life and want to make a little trip, we can grab a cocktail or two. I don't I'll know what's over know. there, but. What night? Thursday. Oh, okay. We can, uh, we, we can do like a big old, uh, I don't know, podcast. Who wants to go to Johnson's Creek in the middle of <laughs> bum, bum hell, Wisconsin, and have some cocktails with Mike and I? <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, we'll let you get out of here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again, and uh, we'll see you next week. We made it in under an hour today. How do we do? Did pretty good. Yeah. All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks.